Hi there, and God bless you. I'm Brian Hallam. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for downloading it, and thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram and for liking and sharing what we post there. I just want you to know that I believe God wants to do something great in your life and in your family. So as we go into the Word today, let's go in with faith and hope and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do in your life. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 14, Genesis chapter number 14, all the way to the left of your Bible, verse 14, chapter 14 is approximately right after chapter 13, <laughs> Genesis chapter 14. We'll pick up there in just a minute, but the Bible says that Abram had a nephew named Lot and Lot went and lived at Sodom. Sodom, anytime you see it in the Bible, you can replace it with sin. Lot went and lived in an area of sin instead of staying with his uncle, Abram, the father of our faith. He went to live in sin, uh, the Bible says. And while he was there, uh, there was a great overthrow. And, and the Bible says that four kings came and overthrew Sodom and several other different areas. And they kidnapped everybody. And they took everything that, had been, that, that, that Sodom had. They took everything that the other areas had. And they also took everything that Lot had. So the Bible says that these four kings had caused this great overthrow and they were, they, were, they were literally stealing everything. In your life and my life, you have stuff, you have things that are, that are uh, natural, you can put your hands on, then you have stuff that you can't put your hands on, but it's still extremely valuable. For instance, your peace. You cannot put a value on peace. You can't put a value on, 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 on living in peace and living and believing God that he's going to do exactly what he said. You can't put a value on a good night's sleep. Amen. Only when sleep is stolen from you do you start to realize that you've lost something. You start to take it for granted when you have it. Uh, uh, when, when, you, when, when all of a sudden uh, something is stolen from you, you realize we've taken it for granted for so long. But the scripture says uh, in Genesis 14, verse number 11, the Bible says these kings, they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and their victuals, which means the food, and they went their way. Now, the food is very important because in those days, they certainly didn't have refrigerators and uh, a limp. they didn't have an Albertson or a Kroger or a grocery store that they could go and uh, restock their pantry. So uh, your food was something that you had to protect very strongly in those days. So these kings come in and they steal everything. They steal all the goods, everything that they had. They steal all the food, the Bible says. And then they went along their way, verse 12. And they took Lot, Abram's son, which is actually Abram's nephew, but in the King James, they use the word son as descendant, so, or as somebody that's in the lineage. So he says, he says, they took Lot, Abram's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. They didn't just take everybody else's. Now, all of a sudden, they took Lot. Now, the reason that's important is because when you're watching on the news and somebody's having a hard time and somebody's in sin, it may bother you. It might even grieve your spirit. It might, it, when, when you find out about a crime, when you find out about somebody, uh, you watch the news and another uh, person in Hollywood has entered into rehab because they've got all the money on the wor in the world. They've got all the fame in the world, but they have no peace. Something stirs on the inside of you and you go, oh man, I just wish they knew Jesus. I just wish the Lord would touch them. And it stirs you to a certain level, but then something happens in your house. 
And it's a completely different level. It's a completely different level of compassion. You don't care. It's not, it's not even wrong. You don't care about the stuff that is uh, far away from you more than you care about the stuff that is close to you because of the level of relationship you, that you have in that area. So the Bible says that they didn't just come and take everybody else. They also took Lot. The Bible says Lot uh, was dwelling in Sodom. Lot was dwelling in an area that was known for sin. Can I just say this? And if you're taking notes, please write this down. Where you decide to be affects you. Geographically, physically, where you put your body, where you walk into, that affects you. But also in between your ears, where you decide to be, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Where you decide to be affects you. You can't watch everything on TV and and act like peace is just going to be the standard in your life. You can't can't call your kid dumb, dumb and stupid and, and you little brat and all this other stuff and then be surprised that they're acting dumb, stupid and acting like a brat. You can't just act how you want to act and expect, how to, expect to walk in peace that, that surpasses understanding. You just can't act like the world acts and expect something different to happen because where you are affects you greatly. Where you are, you can, listen, sometimes being in the wrong place at the wrong time, can be, can, it can change your life forever. I personally know people uh, that, that were involved uh, and brought into... Uh, uh, just heinous crimes because of who they were hanging out with and where they were. They didn't do it. They weren't, they weren't, they didn't have their fingerprints on it. It was nothing like that, but they were drugged through the whole thing and had to pay outlandish consequences because of what they decided to be around. Lot was under the protection of Abram and said, man, I really want to split up from you. He said, where do you want to go? He said, well, I want to go this way, this way. And he chose to go to Sodom. Sodom was a place filled with wickedness and sin. And before you knew it, all of a sudden, the safety, if those guys had tried to overthrow Abram, they would have been sent running in seven different directions. But because of Lot's weakened position of defense, because he was dwelling in sin, now all of a sudden, his position positioned him to be more susceptible to the attack of the enemy. Come on, I'm gonna talk about this until somebody shouts and says amen because the devil is a liar. He's trying to take your kids. He's trying to take your peace. He's trying to take your joy and we're not gonna stand for it. I'm gonna talk about it till the devil gets a migraine, till he's tired of hearing how much of a dog he is, but we're not gonna sit here and act like living like the world is gonna get us godly results. It doesn't happen. It's never happened. Never, in a, never since the Bible, never since God existed, has living in sin had benefits for the body of Christ. Never. Never will. So the Bible says that, that Lot was living in sin. And, and, and while he was there, you know, it just starts to affect you. And the Bible says he lost everything. He was kidnapped. Uh, he was kidnapped. All his stuff was taken. Verse 13 But the Bible says, and there came one that escaped. Did you know you only need one to get out for everybody to get free? When you have a breakthrough, now there is a breakthrough you can go through and you can reach back and pull everybody with you, but somebody's got to break out. Somebody's got to decide. I'm not talking like that at the family reunion. 
Somebody's got to decide. I'm not talking like that at Thanksgiving. Somebody's got to decide. I'm not acting like that at the water cooler. Somebody's got to break out of this thing because when, when one person escapes, now everybody else has hope. But if you're just sitting there rolling in the mud with the pigs, I heard it said one time, don't wrestle with the pig, finds out you get dirty and the pig likes it. Amen. So the Bible said one escaped. I want you to know you're that one in your family. You're that one on your job site, in your circle of friends. One of the first things that happens when somebody really gets saved is God either changes their friends' hearts or God changes their friends. There's this old song, y'all know it. This train's bound for glory. When you make a decision that you're headed towards something, that's the direction you're going. Now, all of a sudden, that's when people start going, oh, now you're better than us. Now you're, th- now you're this. Now you're that. Now, let me just tell you something. The, the Bible says, we, we walk around, we say it like this, and I love it because I say it too. Say, so how you doing? Oh, I'm so blessed, highly favored, glory to the Lamb of God. <laughs> Praise be the Lord. How are I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. But did you know we kind of sometimes give our own definition of things? Because what Jesus said blessed was and what we say blessed is sometimes can be at odds. In Matthew chapter number five, you'll find the Beatitudes. Don't turn there. I'll just tell you one of them. But he said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. We get persecuted and we come up here to a prayer partner, grab hands and say, you've got to pray for me. (laughs) My nephew, he called me a Bible thumper. He told me I was just trying to be better than everybody else. When in reality, that's the time we ought to have a little skip in our steps. I'm blessed in the city, blessed coming in. If I'm persecuted for righteousness sake, Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. But one escaped and told Abram the Hebrew who dwelt in the plain of Mamre and the Amorite, brother of Eshkel, brother of Aner, and these were confederate with Abram. So one escaped and told Abram the Hebrew, who dwelt at the plain of Mamre. Mamre is an interesting word in the, in the original text. It literally means a place of strength. Lot is living in sin. And Abram, the father of our faith, who was counted to be a friend of God because of his faith, is living in a place of strength, the Bible says. One person escapes and he knows who to call. That same person been talking about you, they know who to call when they're in trouble. They're not calling the, the, the one that... That, that, that conduct, see what the problem is with sin is when you're in sin, you'll, you don't even know you're doing it, but you find somebody to be in sin with that will condone your behavior. You find somebody that, that most of the time got that same vice that you have, that same weakness. Well, well, I, I, I don't know. Does it mean I'll never have weakness? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you got to recognize when, when your sin nature is trying to draw you to somebody else that's in that sin nature. And sometimes it, it, what's interesting is it usually happens right when you decide you're not going to do something anymore. I'm just not going to. I'm, I'm not going to gossip. I don't know. I didn't even know I was gossiping. Now I know I was, I'm gossiping. I'm not going to gossip anymore. Ring. 
hey there, did you see what she was wearing? Oh, guys don't do that. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Scripture says that one escaped, knew where to go, knew to go to Abram. Abram was dwelling in a place of strength, the Bible says. And when he got there, he told him, he said, uh, uh, Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, which was his, his nephew Lot. When his brother was taken captive, he armed, somebody say armed. He armed his trained servants, born in his house, 318, and pursued, everybody say pursued. Pursued them unto Dan. When Abram heard that his brother was captive, he armed his trained servants that were born in his house. 318. He armed his trained servants that were born in his house. This man had a personal a group of 318 Navy SEALs that were born in his house that were at the drop of a hat ready to die, not just for Abram, but ready to die for Abram's family. It's possible that many of them had never even met Lot. Yet Abram said, we're going to war. And the whole group said, hand me a sword. There's something about the body of Christ that's got to get back to being the body of Christ. There's something about when somebody that's a Christian tells you something good, and I don't even care if they go to this church, that you get just as happy, if not happier for their blessing, than if you were to get it yourself, because we're all the body of Christ. When you hear about somebody going through something, you don't have to have permission to love them. You don't have to have permission to care about them. You don't have to have permission to take up arms in prayer. You don't have to have permission to pursue uh, what has been stolen from them. You don't have to have permission to be the body of Christ to somebody else that's a member of the body of Christ. Abram had 318 armed, trained soldiers in his camp that says, guys, my nephew, and let me tell you what they could have said. They could have said, you talking about that one's in sin he got what he deserved I'm not giving up any of my family I don't care what they do I do care what they do but if they're in trouble I don't care what got them there step one is I want them out of trouble the Bible says that one escape you only got to have one escape for everybody to get loose and all you got to do is, is, is get to the right place a place of strength Get, get to a place where they're going to be loved and pointed to Christ. Get to a place where there's going to be people that are compassionate about them, that care about them, that build them up. Because what's going to happen, as soon as you get to a place like that, now all of a sudden we, the body of Christ, we begin to hear that and we say, somebody did what to who hold the phone? I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll hit our knees in prayer and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who never sleeps or slumber, slumbers, who's constantly looking over his word to perform it. He will take vengeance on this situation because every one of our children to a thousand generations generations is going to be saved. We begin to pursue things, the Bible says. The Bible says they were born in this house. If we have that uh, slide from, from June, if you would just throw that up there uh, real quick, please. 73 adults in the month of June were born again in this house. 
153 children. We separate that because a lot of times, you know, the kids will, will raise their hand multiple times and we're not going to discourage that. We teach them that it, they don't have to be saved 1,500 times, but at the same time, they're children. So we're never going to be like the disciples were at that time. The disciples weren't trying to be wrong. They just didn't know. We're never going to be telling them, get away from Jesus. We're going to be telling them, oh, you want to get close to Jesus? Lift your hand, praise the Lord, and let them get close to Jesus. But 153 kids born in this house born in this house so when people are born in this house they become part and parcel to the blessing the function and the operation that is on this house they become part and parcel to what's happening in this place they become part and parcel and that means when we find out that the enemy has stolen something from you when we find out the enemy has jacked with you when you get a bad report on your body all we gotta have is one person escape from there get back to the place of strength the house of God and say so and so's not feeling well and this is happening well glory to the lamb of god he's still a healer today i wish i knew when god would let me preach these sermons that i write because i got another i'm working on it's called god is still everybody talks about god is moving god is shifting god is this and i believe all that but god is also still He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still salvation. He's still the author and the finisher of our faith. But there's something about the Lord that just intervenes. And when one person escapes and gets back to that place of strength to the people of God, all of a sudden things begin to shift and several things happen. The Bible says that he took those armed trained men that were born in his house and he took them. The Bible says, verse 15, he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and he smote them. He killed the ones uh, that were, that had, that had uh, kidnapped everybody and he pursued them unto Hobah. Everybody say Hobah. Hobah. Hobah is a just an awesome word. Nothing in our Bible is just there. You, when you read the Bible, I love, I love Dr. Rod Parsley. He says, you can't just read the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. <laughs> can't just read the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. Hobah means a place of hiding. In other words, Abram and his 318 trained men beat these guys so bad and chased them until they all went and hid for their lives. They all went into high. How many of you would like it if the devil jacked with you? If you just got so aggressive that he actually went in hiding. Some of you have spent nights under your covers. What if you said, I'm coming out of my covers and the devil's going under his glory to God? Bible said 318 chased him to a place of hiding he said you better hide the scripture says verse 15 they chased him to Hobah which is on the left hand of Damascus and he brought back here we go all the goods brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also that's the wives and the wives also and the rest of the people he got, he brought back all the stuff, some of you about to get your peace back. Some of you about to get your joy back. Some of you about to get your hope back. The New English translation, so when it says it brought back all the goods, it says he retrieved all the stolen property. You see, healing belongs to you. And when a symptom comes on your body, something has been stolen from you. 
But the Bible says when we pursue, when we get ourselves armed, when we get ourselves trained, when we are born into the kingdom of God, all of a sudden we begin to pursue and let me tell you, we just get it all back. I don't know what it is about this summer. Maybe it's the heat. But I feel the Lord just rumbling on the inside of me, telling me that we're about to get everything back. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what do we, what do we lose? You know, I'm like, what, what do we lose? And, and I hear the Lord just, just echoing back to me. I said, everything, you're about to get everything back. You're not supposed to buy a building before you're three years old. You're not supposed to do three services before you're, what, five years old on a Sunday morning talking about doing four? What in the world? In the middle of the summer, everybody's on vacation and we're still just pumping church because the devil is a liar. You're not supposed to do this. No, you're not, listen, you're not supposed to have, listen, you're not supposed to walk into your job on a Thursday morning and have them give you several thousand dollars and a promotion. You're not supposed to have that happen. You know, the hospital's not supposed to call you, start sending you checks, and then, and then uh, other checks on top of that. Last week, uh, me, me and my dad, we, got, we have several uh, ventures together. We got a call last week that just, it's a mind blower, guys. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's a mind blower. It's a mind blower. I'll pay this building off. If the Lord's looking for somebody willing who'll do it, he knows I'll do it. I came over here, didn't ask anybody for one thing. I said, Lord, I'm going to build a powerful Holy Ghost church. That's what I'm going to do. The Lord said, I'll send you the people and the money. The Bible says we're going to get everything that was stolen back from us. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't know it, but our, our, our worship pastor, uh, uh, worship pastors, Matthew and Tiffany, they, a couple weeks ago, they had their car stolen. And they don't drive little chump cars either. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice car. And, and he called me. And he said, oh, man, I'm going to be late coming to the office today. And the car got stolen. I don't remember if it was the first thing I said, but it couldn't have been more than the second or third. I said, well, the devil is a liar. You're either getting a new car, seven new cars, a seven times nicer car, or that car is coming back without a scratch. That's what's going to happen. He said, yeah, and boy, he did what you would do, man. He started walking the streets in subdivision. <laughs> I'm the same way. Something is stolen. But the problem is when you're in the body of Christ and you know the Bible, you're too expensive to steal from. Because when the devil's got to pay back sevenfold, that's a heck of an interest rate. You know what I'm saying? He come, he come to the office. I talk to him and Tiffany both every now and then. Ah, sorry about the car, but, you know, I don't know how. And we, we discuss, you know, the legalities. You know, what's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with that? And, you know, how are we going to handle this? You know, just, just, just the stuff, just conversation that you have with friends. And, and, and every time we'd end the conversation, either him or me would say, I don't know. All I know is I'm going to win. I said, well, praise the Lord. Because the Bible says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes me to triumph through Christ Jesus. We'd finish the conversation. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get seven new cars. Or I'm going to get a seven times nicer car. I'm talking aggressive too. Conversation would sound like this. Detail, 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 detail. Faith! You 
talk all the detail you want. We've got to be wise. But you better start sprinkling some faith in there. The whosoevers have whatsoever they say. You're going to win. The devil is a liar. After a day, all we were was laughing about it. You believe they stole from you? Ha, 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 ha. The devil is a liar. He texts me, what, on Thursday or Friday? Call me. Thursday. He says, you're not going to believe this. I said, I believe almost anything, bro. They found our car. <laughs> Come on, give God a hand of praise. You're going to get your property back. The devil is a liar. Tiffany, Tiffany, bless her little prophetic heart. She, she kept saying, I just believe this car's in, in town. I, and she was looking for it like with a periscope. I saw it three times. I followed them and I, I, I lost them one, but I know it's in town. And, and Matthew's going, yeah, it's probably in town. That thing was less than a mile from their house. All it takes is one person to break out. One person to escape. So let me tell you what we're fixing to do. We're fixing to go get all your loved ones. All of them. The Bible, my Bible, I don't know about yours. My Bible says all the goods. We're getting it all back. We're not just going to get people saved. We're going to get them filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to get them healed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. We're going to get them living for God, believing God. We're going to get them blessed in the city, blessed in the field. We're getting it all back. We're getting all the people, all the time that you thought, oh man, I didn't live for God for the first 175 years of my life and I can't get it back. The devil is a liar. You're getting it all back. All of it. But the Bible said he did it with something very interesting people that were born armed and trained in the house how many of you just feel like that New Heights Church arms and trains you better than you would be outside of here this summer we're going to we're starting a project today it's going to be very powerful and very collective we're all going to get involved but in two weeks we're going to bring a very special gift to the house of God. Because by the end of the summer, I'm believing God to have multiple cameras. Amen. We're right now talking and negotiating with different billboards around the city. Yes. We're talking about different signage out front. We're talking about uh, expanding our reach. We're talking about uh, uh, getting on. Uh, we're, it's really, I'm really wrestling with it, guys. You guys got to pray for your pastor. But I'm wrestling with... Uh, the first avenue to go to when it comes to television. I know the Lord has called us to broadcast. I know that. But I'm wrestling with at what, at what, in which direction. Meaning we could go local, which I'm personally a big fan of. Or we could bypass that and do some regional stuff and even some uh, nationwide stuff and some international stuff. But, but it's just time that we're going to go back and we're going to get them. If we got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and are blessed just to come in here and shout, listen, we missed it. Our job's to go get them. So here's what we're going to do. Bring me that board over here, bro. What we're going to do is we're going to collectively join together this summer to do something so powerful. And I'm believing your whole family is coming back. Your whole, when that guy told me Saturday... He said, you know, somebody watched that sermon almost a thousand times. 
I said, a thousand times? He said, almost a thousand times. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no. I think people are hungry for the Word of God. You see, you see for, for me, turn these lights up a little bit if it's possible. Uh, for me, it's, uh, it's imperative. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a big, our whole, our whole vision is to love people and point them to Christ. But we're not going to love people at the expense of loving the Lord. Meaning, we're still going to be a Bible-believing, Spirit-filled people because it's the power of God that separates you from the world. It is the blood of Jesus that saves you from eternal damnation. It is the power of God, it is the Spirit of God that will separate you from the power of the world. So for us, it's imperative... Uh, that, that we don't sit there and just assume that all the other churches in the world are going to do what God's calling us to do. The quickest way to starve a dog is to ask two people to feed it because both people will assume the other did it. We're not going to assume anything. No, we're going to go get them. We're going to get everything back. So here's what we're going to do. July 16th is two weeks, two weeks from now. And we're going to take, I'm going to go ahead and take the first card. We're going to, each one of us is going to take one of these cards. And each one of these cards, there's 318 of them. If you wanted the 318, you're out. I got it. But 318 of them. And what I'm asking you to do over the next two weeks is prepare that special offering above your tithing offering. If you're watching online, same thing for you. Be a part of this. This is actually going to affect you in a very strong way, especially if you're watching from out of state or you can't get here to be physically in the house. Uh, you can just uh, email in and say what number between 1 and 318 that you want. And what we're asking you to do is we're asking you to, uh, to sow a seed that coincides with that number. So for me, that means $318 next, not next Sunday, but July 16th is what I'm going to do. I'm actually probably going to do a lot more than that. But uh, we're asking everybody to take a number and bring that and get your kids involved. Grab some of these lower numbers, 1 through 18, stuff like that. Let your kids be a part of this. You know, your kids have friends and family that aren't safe too. They go to school. Some of them are not born again. Uh, uh, and the reason that we're giving it two weeks is because I want you to take it home and I want you to pray over this. Somebody say, this is not a game. The Bible says that Abram took 318 people that were born, trained, and armed in the house. We're going to have 318 people born, trained, and armed in this house. And we're going to go back and we're going to get everything the devil has stolen from us. Everything. So if, if you know for sure you're not going to be here on July 16th, uh, I'm going to ask the ushers to set a bucket up here. You can give before you leave if you need to, or you can give online uh, as well. But uh, just pray over this, and let's all do our part, because what's going to happen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get those cameras. You say, well, what's a camera going to do? A camera's going to make it where we can reach people that we're not able to reach right now. There's a lot of other hardware devices that we're going to need. Uh, uh, just in the, in the media suite. Uh, we're going to up our presence. Uh, we're finding out things. We're researching every little, every little area that we can let the people of the Brazos Valley know that New Heights Church exists. One of the things that I hate the worst is when I invite somebody to church and they go, oh, where is that? I never heard of that church. And I just, I mean, in my head, I don't cuss out the devil, but it's close. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness gracious, never heard of us. So what we're going to do is we're going to join together. And when we go into this fall, 
we're going to go into this fall. Let's all stand to our feet. Father, in Jesus' name, before I pray, does everybody understand what we're doing? 318 means $318. We're going to give it uh, in two weeks at a special offering. If, if you know you're not going to be here, you can do that online. Or uh, uh, you can do that online. Or there'll be a bucket right up here in just a moment. As we worship, uh, you're welcome to sow that this morning. We pray over this card because we're believing that we're getting it all back. My brother Bruce back there, he got his health back. I mean, the devil is a liar. Doctor told him, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Bruce said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, as we collectively join together to sow and to serve you, as we collectively join together to do your work, I pray, Lord God, that your hand would be upon us. Speak to each one of us now at what level, at what level you would like us to do. At what level you would like us to do. Some of us may be small, some of us may be great, some of us may take a whole row, whole column. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that we all just do something because we're just going to take them back. We're just not going to stand by and have our family members living in sin, living in Sodom, kidnapped, all of their joy stolen, all of their peace stolen. We're not going to sit idly by for that. We're not going to do it. We're going to operate like Abram from a place of strength as we join together, all trained, armed, and born again into the kingdom of God. We're going to operate, we're going to function together, and we're going to see what happened in your Bible happen in our life. We're going to get it all back. In Jesus' name. Somebody give God a hand of praise. I hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.